that shirt doesn't even have sleeves. It was true. It wasn't so much a shirt as a vest with ideas above its station. Richard strode over to Duane, grabbed the shirt from his hands, and dashed it back onto the pile of clothes on his desk. Duane, let me be clear. Hell would have to freeze over before I'd wear any of these clothes. Although, sir, Fidel said, finally joining the conversation, if hell did freeze over, you wouldn't want to be wearing shorts and Hawaiian shirts anyway. Richard turned and looked at Fidel to see if he was winding him up. It was clear from his helpful smile that he wasn't. Tell you what, Duane said. The guy on the market said there was no rush getting these back to him. He was having problems selling them anyway. So how about I just put them in the back office? You can look at them another time when you've got a moment. What do you reckon to that? As though Richard had just agreed with his plan, Duane picked up the pile of shirts and shorts from his desk and went through the bead curtain that led to the cells. Richard finally let out a breath that he hadn't even known he'd been holding. At least that was that problem dealt with. Good morning, team, a mellifluous voice announced, and the island's commissioner of police, Selwyn Patterson, sauntered into the room, his hands thrust deep into the trouser pockets of his rumpled khaki uniform. A good morning, sir, Richard said, knowing that the commissioner's arrival was never good news. Selwyn removed his peaked cap, held it delicately between forefinger and thumb, and gave the office a once-over. So, he said, busy? Of course, sir, Richard said, knowing that he and his team were nothing of the sort. In truth, things had been frustratingly quiet for the last few weeks. The only incident that had required any proper policing was a dispute between two neighbours, one of whom owned a cockerel that had taken to crowing every night from midnight to dawn. The dispute had threatened to escalate into violence until Duane had taken the offending rooster into custody, killed it, cooked it, eaten it, and then pronounced the case closed. Such was island life sometimes. "'Then I'm sorry,' Selwyn said, looking nothing of the sort. "'But I'll be adding to your burdens.' "'What have you got, sir?' "'A very important case.' "'Of course,' Richard said, reaching into his inside jacket pocket and pulling out his notebook and silver-propelling pencil. He flicked the notebook open to a fresh page and waited in anticipation. "'You see,' Selwyn said, "'I was at a charity rum-tasting yesterday afternoon.' and I got into conversation with the man who owns the Fort Royal Hotel. Richard knew the hotel well, having once solved the murder of a bride there. And he says his hotel guests are being scammed by a ruthless criminal with no concern for the consequences of his actions. They are, sir, Richard said, his interest piqued. Finally, this was going to be a case worthy of his and his team's talents. Apparently so. And... What's this criminal doing? Well, he set up a roadside store, and he's selling bottles of bootleg rum. Richard's pencil remained hovering above his notebook. He is, sir. It's affecting sales in the bar at the Fort Royal. And that's it, is it? Selwyn pursed his lips. We rely on tourists on this island, Inspector. Of course, sir and the tax revenue from duty being paid on legal alcoholic beverages. Yes, sir, and above all else, we still make rum on San Marie. 
I won't have the island's reputation as the best rum producer in the world tarnished by this man and his dangerous third-rate product. Well, sir, we'll look into it, Richard said, somewhat disappointed. When was he going to get a decent criminal case? There was a ting from the front desk of the office, and Richard and his team turned and saw a woman with her hand hovering over the little brass bell on the countertop. You've got to help me, she said in desperation. Knowing that his team would have to attend to the young woman, Selwyn put his peaked cap back onto his head and smiled for Richard's benefit. I'll expect a report on the bootleg rum cellar, he said, before sauntering out of the office. Yes, of course, sir, Richard said, already heading over to the woman. She was about thirty years old, had pale skin, straight black hair, and was wearing an old black cotton dress that was now faded to grey.